Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on another episode of The Chap Shop. I am your host out of Syracuse, New York, Sarah. Uh, your your undisputed uh, EM2 trivia champion, excuse me, 2 trivia champion, DMC Grizzle, in the house. And from the United Kingdom, presenting your future trivia champion, hailing from Luton, England, presenting the world's greatest infotainment expert analysis. He is the one Walsh Meister, Luke Anthony Walsh. Bada bing, bada boom. How are we all doing? Another week in wrestling. Let's get straight into it, Sarah. What we got on the on on the card tonight? Well, the big news happening today, Jimmy Uso arrested for DWI again. Not even right about the two-year mark. I mean, what do you say about this? It's so unfortunate. I mean, it's um, it's nothing to make light of. Substance abuse problems uh, are, are, are no joke. Welcome, Orlando. Hi. Sorry. That's right. We just started about 30 seconds ago. Uh, okay. Getting into the, of course, the big news of the day, Jimmy Uso getting arrested for DWI about two years mm-hmm. since his last one. Yep. We'll see what happens. I mean, hopefully maybe Roman can save him. But... Uh, rumors I'm Look, hearing is tomorrow. At the end of the day, it couldn't come at the worst time. Jimmy Uso, of course, having the history behind it, and it couldn't have happened at the worst time. I mean, yes, what happened in 2019, uh, he was, of course, part of the Usos, and they were in the, the, the SmackDown tag team mix. Of course, I, th- I think it's fair to say, you know, <laughs> what happened with Xavier Woods and Paige sort of came to his rescue around then um, to, to certainly to take the heat off him. Um, but yeah, it, when he's involved with quite possibly the biggest storyline in WWE, and then the crowds are coming back in a fortnight. He is going to get nuclear heat when the uh, crowds are going to finally be at his mercy uh, for the first live uh, SmackDown at Money in the Bank. And going forward, if WWE do decide to keep him on, they might decide to suspend him. And uh, yeah, who knows what will go from there. I mean, I suppose you could find an interesting storyline way to write him out of it if you are going to take him out. At least there's that. But, um, yeah, I think it it is. It's awful timing. It sucks. And I hope that uh, one day he realizes that he can't do that anymore. I don't know what else to say, really. Mm-hmm. Orlando. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I mean, for what I'm reading, they're not even going to address management. They're not even going to address it until tomorrow as they're recording tonight's or Monday's coming up episode of Raw. They're recording tonight as the lease for the building they're in expires this weekend. So, mm-hmm. so we shall see what happens. But we'll probably see. We'll probably see him maybe if, you know, if they can't take it no more, they'll probably release him. We'll see. But I think they're more likely to just let him sit out his contract at home before they release him. Um, otherwise, he'll be a big name somewhere else. Someone else is going to take a chance on him one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But also, you have to think about Jay, though. Do you think Jay is going to probably be like, you know... I mean, I he, hasn't, he hasn't been punished in the past for anything that, that Jimmy's done, even though he was involved in it. But, I mean... Um, at least, at least I think the with the, what the first time or second time I don't I don't remember it's hard to keep up with it but I can't see I mean I can I can totally see them you know punishing him for that but uh, I don't think that they will with Roman's current stance on the, as being the most interesting thing to watch on on the main roster. I believe this is Jimmy's fourth incident. Jesus man. Yeah. Pretty I mean much. they're probably going to take his license away I guess. Yeah, who knows? Mm-hmm. All right, so Luke's connection just dropped. Uh, we'll see if he comes back on. Um, so WWE announces uh, that this week is NWO week as far as programming-wise. Uh, they'll be showing plenty of NWO promos. 
Uh, Kevin Nash is on Broken Skull Sessions. Uh, Pickaxe can be airing a bunch of other NWO stuff. They didn't really talk about it on Raw, so you kind of wonder, you know, are they really taking it kind of as a big thing? You know, I think it's more for the network. I think it's probably for the network, for like mm -hmm. fans overseas that have still the WWE network. Unfortunately for us, we have to go through Peacock to see it, so. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe this is also another like desperate merch grab or something like that, because I mean, I don't. I don't know. Like the, I don't even know what what T-shirts they have right now that are, that are hot that I would want. I mean, any of this, all the merch I was buying was all Bray Wyatt stuff, and he's not around. So he, he should be back soon. He's being advertised for TV locally, a couple markets in August. So, mm -hmm. well, that's great because you know WWE never false advertises. No, no, no. It's <laughs> card subject to change. Right. I mean, you well, never know. Maybe with the live crowd, they probably would bring Bray back, but whatever. Um, as, far as, for, yeah. <laughs> as far as for NWO, is just, um, is it the anniversary? Is there, has it been like, what, like 20 years? How long has it been? 22, I believe. I believe it was 98 or 99. It was more than that, though. No, no, it was, it was 96. 96, okay. Okay, so the twenty fifth anniversary then. That would make sense. I, I know they were they had that event as one of the headline events. I when I logged on to Peacock this morning to go watch something else. Uh, the replay of that bash at the beach was actually one of the featured events. Which I find strange if it's like their twenty fifth anniversary, or wouldn't they make a big deal out of it because it really changed the business? I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, they just need something to do. They're so bored. <laughs> There's a few extra NWO shirts. The warehouse. Let's let's make an NWO week. I mean, I I don't own a single piece of NWO merch. I never did. Me neither. Because Me I neither. bought into it as a kid. So I mean, I was like, they're evil, but this is really cool. Mm -hmm. But I had I had an awesome DDP shirt. I wish I could find it. It's great. It's got a giant diamond on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So let's get to, I know Daniel's been waiting to talk about this one. Almost is set to make his singles debut next Monday on Raw against Eric of the Viking Raiders. So speaking of the NWO and Kevin Nash and things that have to do with his former characters, I really wonder if they're going to follow the Diesel arc of him as he, because, you know, he came in as a tag, uh, you know, he get you know <laughs> two dudes with attitudes, um, and then he won the intercontinental uh, title from Razor Ramon, um, and then I guess he beat Bob Backlund later, you know, to become world champion. So is this a way to make Omos a, tr a, a transitional champion in the future? Transitional? If you're saying Diesel, he had the belt for a year, so I know, Probably. but like, but it was a. I mean, it's it's universally agreed upon that it was an incredibly disappointing run and not that was not all his fault you know necessarily that was a really kind of weird time for wwe that everyone talks about being awful and i actually really enjoyed that year of wrestling because that's kind of the year i got into wrestling so if i liked it in 1995 you knew i was going to be a fan of fan for life but i do wonder if they're going to put like a minor title on him or something like that i mean I'm. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm interested to see what they do with this. Do you give him? Do you give him a, a lengthy or a short? You know, United States title run. I don't know if he's ready yet because I don't know. Like we haven't really seen how he. Like he seems like he's. He's impressive, but mm -hmm. we haven't really seen his work yet. So. It's very true. You know, so I. I don't know. But I mean, he's Vince is known to put titles on guys his size, though. Well, but I mean, it doesn't seem like that because like, uh, I don't know, because like, like Braun, like they didn't give him the belt until Roman left and it was during the pandemic. So uh, Braun should have been a champion before, like his probably his, his best run was 2017, 2018. They should have given him the belt at least, like make him a transitional champion, but they didn't do that. I just wanted to come out wearing leather pants and a leather vest. If I can get that that little small, you know, small detail as a shout out to Diesel, I'll be happy. <laughs> That'd be funny. 
All right, so we got a couple returns from injury coming up. Um, so we had MVP make his return off injury this week. Uh, next week, we have Sheamus making his in-ring return after um, his injury. Technically today. Technically tonight. <laughs> today. <laughs> and then also making her comeback, uh, it was filmed for, or I guess it wasn't filmed, it was a dark match from Raw, uh, but Tegan Knox is back. Yeah, I think that mm -hmm. she's uh, what the uh, the charging battery thing is supposed to be on NXT. I'm not sure, though, because, you know, they're pretty good at swerving yeah. you sometimes. Um, but I think that that's what's going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for Tegan, like, it's interesting the women that they're using. They're using Tony Storm, Tegan Knox, Shotzi, and uh, Scarlett. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of blondes. <laughs> it's a lot of blondes. <laughs> I mean, well, Shotzi has green hair, and then uh, Tegan has, like... She's brunette. Uh, yeah, she's a brunette, so... Like a dark brunette. But I just... For me, I just feel like Tegan, I don't think she's ready yet, or she has unfinished business in NXT. Like, because, like, with Candice LeRae, what she did to her, I think they need to do, like, a, a grudge match. I don't think they were looking at her for main roster. I think it was just, okay, she's not committed anywhere. Let's bring her in for her tryout, for uh, Tony Storm's tryout match. Oh, I, mean, no, this, I don't think so. This is all set up for something amazing, though, because her original feud with uh, Dakota Kai was kind of kind of disappointing, and they, I, I wasn't really a, a fan of the way that, that they booked it. But if you want to have Dakota Kai somehow take the belt off of Raquel and then have – Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai for the NXT Women's Championship. I'm all about that. I think that would be awesome. I mean, it would make sense if, like, you know, if uh, she's she's the one that takes the belt off of uh, of, of Raquel. I think that's what's going to happen here. We're, I think we're going to eventually get Tegan versus Dakota Kai for the belt. What do you think, Luke? Yeah, Tegan Knox, the battery is finally coming to 100%. Um, it was confirmed by PW Insider, and just the excitement to see her back. Bear in mind, she had a very unlucky injury last August. I think it's mm. fair to say that if she'd not been injured, she would have played a predominant role in the latter half of 2020 on NXT. So I think ultimately, now's her time to come back in the fold. And we were talking last week on the podcast about you know, the... The, the, the downfall of the women's division, Tegan Knox is somebody who can really be the, the first step towards fixing that division. Mm -hmm. uh, we I also, would not agree more. Another return we got, uh, however, this one was not off injury. Uh, Zelina Vega made her return on Friday Night SmackDown. Well, well. Saying a lot of disappointment to people. Well... People need to like take some seats. I'm sorry. Like you have to understand that this is a business. Sometimes you know you may have that talk, but you know if the money is right, you know I, mm -hmm. I just for me I'm supporting her whatever she wants to do. So I'm happy that she's back. You know. Well, the we, good news is that she lost to Liv Morgan, which is fine. But <laughs> that's the good news in, in all of this. If this is what it actually fucking took to get a singles win for Liv Morgan, then fine. I guess I will accept Well, she's getting a push, though, at least, because, like, if there's the like story three is that... Yeah, like, because the story is, is just that, that she's trying to show Sonya that she deserves to be in the match. But doesn't it hurt that she came back uh, this week on SmackDown without fans around her? I mean, it, it's, it'll be the unfortunate mm -hmm. thing, obviously, in two weeks' time, they're building such a massive uh, SmackDown to, to return to fans with Somebody like Selena Vega coming back in front of France would be a huge pop to to add to the list. So you know it's it's unfortunate timing, but I guess seeing her back, you know, fanfare or not, I mean it's it'll be interesting to see how 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 they're at. Of course, WWE apparently apologized to Selena Vega for how she was treated, but you know, and then they all, all in good same story. It depends whether they'll give her hey, the run hey, of the hey, pencil. Hey. She no, agreed to the match, okay? Let's not knock somebody if they agree to the uh, the outcome of the match, okay? I mean, what's she going to say? No. Huh? She could have said no. She could have been like, <laughs> uh, just give me like a backstage like segment, or at least. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know that she's in the, in, in the place to re-sign with them and then start making demands. I'm pretty sure she's going to show up and say, yeah, okay, to whatever they tell her to do. Well, but I mean, well, she's probably just happy to be on, probably just happy to be wrestling again, too. Sure. Yeah. I, I hope they let her keep her, her Twitch page because it is very nope. entertaining. Well, no, no. Tommy Anna's using it. Her husband, he's using it. So I think that's probably the deal. She's like, let me come back. At least let me have my Twitch for my husband. At least because the Jew all released him. Do you think she's <laughs> sitting there typing the script the whole time? <laughs> it's, 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 it. it's not even that. WWE are so, so blind and so dumb to not play into no, the No, and they're also petty. Let's not so forget they're petty. They're so petty. To, to think that the size of Twitch has grown over the last 12 months during the pandemic era, they could have so played into it. Up, up, down, down could work spectacularly on Twitch if WWE do the right deal. And it's so unfortunate exactly. that they haven't been able to play into that. I no, think because they're, they're, YouTube, they're, they're doing very no, well. No, but they're yeah. just mad that they're just mad because a lot of the wrestlers are getting income out of it. They're just like, hold up. You're using our name and then you're getting like 100% of that income? No. They should just take a cut. Like, just take a cut and let people in, enjoy their lives and you know, I mean, I understand if you don't want to see someone in a storyline at 9.30 at night and then they're on Twitch one hour later talking about whatever and then hanging out with the person they were just in the storyline with. That I get, even though we all know Kayfabe has been murdered, slaughtered, and killed a long well, time ago. Well, then they need to stop doing these documentaries where they show these people hugging each other and be like, oh, my right. God, that is amazing. I mean, you already I mean, give all of that away on the network, so that's the problem. No. No, that's the thing. It's because they're doing it. They're controlling the narrative. That's the problem. They don't want nobody else to control it. Like, these storylines will be horrible. All of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sarah, you have any comments? No. <laughs> sorry, I got to... <laughs> no, it's okay. Look, we're all passionate yeah, fans. We just want, I, I, all, I think, you know. I think at the end of the day, I, I think at the end wow. of the day, we, we just Selena Vega should not be an a, an Eva Marie on on SmackDown. Like there needs to be something done with her now that she's back, and it can't just be. I oh, will just have her in 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 the mix, and you'll forget that she came back two or three weeks ago after Money in the Bank. You know. There has to be something new they have to bring to the table. I'm just happy she's back, in my honest opinion. I'm just happy she's back. I just hope, yeah, and and, and I sincerely hope that she's happy. No, no, no. She, I think she is happy. Okay. And I know she's, like, enjoying, like, you know, giving these trolls something to talk about because, like, you know, people just need to leave her alone, okay? Just leave her. Leave, leave Zelina alone! <laughs> So, we'll get to some sad news here. No. We got two wrestling legends in the past week who have gotten, I guess you say, some slight negative health-related updates. Uh, first off, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff uh, is apparently suffering from late stages of dementia. Mm. Uh, one of his sons had posted a video online, uh, which has since been removed, uh, but you can tell he's not looking too good. Mm -hmm. uh, the other being, uh, this came out today or yesterday, uh, Terry Funk is having some mm. issues. Also uh, dementia. Yes. I was on the latest edition of his podcast, Don Morocco, also a WWE Hall of Famer, uh, discussed the health of one of the greatest, and in his opinion, the greatest wrestlers of all time, Terry Funk, uh, knowing that he's in, living in an assisted living facility and dealing with dementia as well. Hmm. Well, I would the, like the, to say the, this is the go on. I'll, I'll let you go first. Uh, oh no, 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 no! It's all good. I want to hear what you have to say. I, I, I this, this is going to sound a bit sideways, but that there's logic to this. I mean, I hope that, and and the unfortunate day that we do lose Terry Funk, that medical scientists take his his, his body and his carcass and they use it for 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 medical research. Hmm. Because what that man has been through <laughs> in, yeah. in all of his years, <laughs> FMW, been there, done it, not a scratch. ECW, it was not a scratch. And 
you know, it, it, whilst it's unfortunate now that he's now developed dementia and is in assisted care uh, at the moment, um, I mean, he, he's defying all expectations. I mean, I know if you go back all the way back to 2007 to He Who Shall Not Be Named, um, in that case, it was CTE and it was about concussions and it was about head trauma. But when you look at that case compared to somebody like Terry Funk and, and 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 I guess in the future Mick Foley as well, it's it's like it's like that old smoking debate, isn't it? Like that you know people will say say I've smoked ten a day for for fifty years and been perfectly healthy to those who smoke two a day and 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 they could get develop lung cancer. It's that it's always that anon anonymity that fascinates not only I guess, I guess the, the the casual but also the 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 the, the experts who look at any case like like that and i guess with with terry funk the man is just a a, a beautiful lunatic and it's it's sad that he's going through it but we wish him all the best and we hope that you know he does have a good quality of life towards the end but uh but, but yeah what what a man what a man and for paul orndorff mr wonderful i mean you know the, the, the picture that he has the story that he could, could tell um yeah we would him and his family all the best uh Daniel, what, what have you got to add oh absolutely i mean i the the fun the only thing i can make light of this in is that i hope that terry funk is walking around thinking that he's chainsaw charlie somehow and that's entertaining <laughs> to like hit his family i don't i mean but it's it's so <laughs> it's it's really sad man i mean he's one of the he is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and if you don't believe that um, I will be happy to send you several links of matches of his to watch. Uh, Terry Funk versus Oneida. Oh, my God. If you've never seen that match before, or I think there's a couple of them, actually. But um, The whole King of the Death match tournament. Just, just watch it right. from start to finish. <laughs> it's, just, it's just madness. I mean, it's like you said. Like, he made it through two of the most gruesome promotions, uh, you know, especially for their time and, you know, even now. Um and uh, you know, managed to manage to come out of it, um, fa you know, fairly okay without. I mean, you know, several scratches and bruises, but you know, no major injuries. Um, um, he's a great wrestling mind. Um, uh, that's all the great situations that uh, that he's been in, and how supportive he's always been of younger wrestlers. Always happy to put somebody over. Um, like nobody that really. I don't know if anyone understands and loves the business more than he does mm. and uh you know and that's saying a lot when, when you think about you know also people like mick foley you know as previously mentioned so um i just i i wish him and his family all of the best and i hope that that they know how truly fantastic he is and we all super appreciate him I'd like to think in whatever facility he, he is at the moment, he's telling the story about all the 741,263 times he retired in front of a crowd and uh, made money out of each and every single one of them. And then all of a sudden he comes up with the retirement death match um, concept at the where it's just full of barbed wire and um, walking canes just nonstop. Yeah, I'm, maybe I'm fantasizing too much about Terry Funk, but yeah, just uh, certainly the, the generation today that has grown up watching wrestling will have n like no real understanding for what wrestling was. Totally. Even even with the comeback of FMW uh, in the next uh, couple of months, that nothing, nothing will compare to what uh, we saw in the 90s and through the king that is Terry Funk. Strip. Yeah, I wish them all the best uh, for their families and such. Uh, for me, Terry Funk, I have a lot of respect for him for um, what he decided to do. Like, he had a legendary career and he decided to go to ECW, which a lot of people question him as to why he did that. But he saw value in ECW, so that's, you know, why I respect him for that, you know, to try to help out mm -hmm. the brand because he knew that. If you help out that brand, it's going to help the business. So, Paul Heyman said right. better, uh, in, in the opening pitch to uh, Barely Legal. It, it was the first pay per view. He said Terry Funk gave his his life uh, for the for the next generation, and you know, for an opportunity like that, you know, ECW's first pay per view for him to have given his seal of, of approval was such a huge moment for, for Paul Heyman at that point in his career. 
Exactly. Yeah, the world is truly going to be hurting the day that he does pass. I don't want to get older because then, like, a lot of our favorites are going to just, like, pass on or they But imagine, imagine living in an assisted living facility and Terry Funk comes walking through the door. How exciting would that be? <laughs> I'm just wondering if there's any of them that know him. Like, it's like, oh my God, you're Terry Funk, right? <laughs> Surely somebody down there. I'm I know at least somebody. I mean, I'm sure that he's somewhere in uh, Texas, and I'm pretty sure he's pretty well known in in most parts of Texas, especially amongst the old amongst the older guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All the best. Yes. Uh, so next up, Adam Cole was on Corey Graves and Vic Joseph's podcast uh, after the bell. And they asked, as we, he got talking about, you know, who he'd want to face in Hell in a Cell match. Uh, he said, of course, the dream uh, would be Shawn Michaels. Uh, but considering how unlikely that is, uh, the other person he'd love to face in a Hell in a Cell match, Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> of course, he's going to say his best friend. Of course. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I mean, so again, going back to last week's episode, we were talking about what you do with uh, Baron Corbin, what you do with mid carders, and and you know how how can you change the pencil for them? But here we have the curious case of Adam Cole, uh, Carl O'Reilly, you know Bobby Fish and, and Roderick Strong in the other spirit era. Is that their their main roster call up is inevitable in the next six to twelve months. I think their time in NXT has surely run. They've had enough um, war games matches. They've they've done everything that they need to do down in NXT. And of course, the the breakup now is continuing to unfold, especially uh, tonight as we record this uh, with the Great American Bash. But Adam Cole is somebody who. If you brought him up now, what what do you do with him? Because like, like the mid card just isn't deserving for him. The main event slots, as 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 we were, again we talked about last week, are very much pre-booked for the next four to six months. Where Adam Cole coming in and winning it would be incredible. Not, not, not necessarily, you know, impossible, but, you know, it would be stunning if he was to come in to beat someone like Roman Reigns, if he used to carry on with the belt, or even with someone like Bobby Lashley. So what do you do with Adam Cole? I just like the fact that you think that they book four to six months, WWE. <laughs> what? Hey, if, if we're getting Goldberg and John Cena back at SummerSlam in the two yeah. world title spots... It's anything is possible. No, I mean, okay. So for Adam Cole, I think they need to give him. No, I think he should stay in NXT. Honestly, he could be like, um, what was Shawn Michaels when he was in when he came back from his injury in 2002, where he just stayed in Raw. He never went anywhere else. He never went to SmackDown. Like every once in a while, he'll appear on SmackDown, but. He stayed mostly on Raw, mm. so you know. So I, I I see him staying on NXT, honestly. So I really who, feel- who, who else has he got to face down in NXT? Nobody. Well, they're the, the newcomers, oh, no. you know. Yeah, Samoa Joe. Like now we have Samoa Joe. I've heard Daniel Bryan you may go there. So I mean, there uh, they could have a good feud. Um, who they just signed? Um, who was what was his name? Um, um, I mean, they could really do Johnny Gargano again. I mean, like because I don't think Johnny Gargano. They still got off the Yeah, I don't. I I find it remarkable that uh, that since he's been to NXT, I mean, he was working with the hottest tag team in the world right now, and who have started the hottest promotion in the world before he got there so i i do find it remarkable that he's chosen to not participate in that and i mean you have to think that eventually that's going to happen that he will end up in aew but Mm -hmm. um but you i mean he is at this crossroads now where it's like yeah 
you, we, what do you do? And do we really want to see a disappointing main roster run from Adam Cole, who's so fantastic, who, who has the greatest catchphrase in all, possibly all of wrestling right now? I mean, come on. Like, I mean, he's he's marketing gold. He's an awesome wrestler. Um, but I, I just don't know if Vince will uh, ever see him as more as a shorter guy who's a really good wrestler. I hate to say that. It's Adam Cole. Baby. With, Vin- with Vince, well, it's upper mid card at best. Yeah. But I mean, like, look at Daniel Bryan. Like, he's, he, like, you know, he's a great wrestler. And he really was a top tier type of person. I he's understand the what the whole, the but, 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 but Daniel no, Bryan I, was never Daniel Bryan in never in a million years was going to beat Roman Reigns. But let, let, let's face it. I mean, well, in, no, in a you're, you're talking a about right time. now with like with his storyline that how Roman is booked right now, which is the hottest thing right now. Which that that's I'm to, I'm saying before that I'm saying like Daniel Bryan when he first started. He was a really like a really good wrestler, and then he became very popular because he really changed up his character. Which that's mm. the thing that sometimes some of these uh, wrestlers they don't really do in WWE about changing their character. Sometimes, you know, sometimes that's why they get a little stale if they still stay the same. You know, honestly. I th- okay, I'm going to throw a complete curveball here. The only way that they really get sensible if if, if they reform the undisputed era and again save the tag team division by having them hold all the gold i think that's the only plausible out by bringing all four up and and make a storyline out of it to me the mistake that they did is it's like they never really did um the bullet club with the four that they had at the time they had finn balor Mm. aj styles and the good brothers they could have easily formed that Hell, if they want to, they have three of the leaders from Bullet Club. They could create a new club or create like a new stable with AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Adam Cole. Remember the first three weeks that the OC was around? It was really cool, and I was excited. Mm-hmm. And then, you know? then, and then they killed it. Um, but I, I mean, like they were just trying something because, like, it's weird that first they were teaming with AJ. Then they were teaming with Finn, so I don't know what they were trying to do with them because it seemed like they wanted all four of them to be together, but it seemed like it, it didn't, like, I don't know if maybe Vince didn't see them uh, in his eyes, like, clicking for him, but, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, to me, I think they would have, I think AJ, Finn, and Adam could really work well together. If what about evolution? <laughs> I don't know. Look at Batista. <laughs> we'll never know. I mean, it's just like I feel like he'll probably stay in NXT, like you know. So let 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 me bring up two other names there in that same level and same sort of brand of conversation. That is, of course, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. What what? How would you sort those two out? Well, T- Tommaso Ciampa did say in an interview recently that he wouldn't mind going to the main roster now. So I don't know what changed his mind now. I don't know if because, like, he knows for a fact it's going to happen, you know, or maybe he's just – Maybe his neck is feeling better. I mean, I like maybe. him with Thatcher, no doubt. But, I mean, I mean, if we're realizing that it's getting stale and there's not much for him to do there, he has to, he has to realize that. And, and Timothy Thatcher, I, I'm sorry, like I think he would be a good fit in the main roster. Honestly, I like and Timothy I Thatcher. I'm a fan. Yeah, and I don't mind them being a tag team. I mean, like they could use them as a tag team. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. You know, calling them up. Uh, now with Johnny Gargano, I don't know because like I don't know if his wife wants to go to the main roster because that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, right now he has a great stable right now with the way. You know, so it's a very great stable right now. So I don't know. I mean, because it's not like he doesn't want to go to the main roster either. So give me imagine, imagine if they pulled the trigger on DIY though. Oh, they tried that, but then that's when uh, Timothy Touch, uh, Tommaso Chapa got injured. So that's the thing. They don't know how to book tag teams. They just don't get it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's they. You know, let's give the titles to the new to the new day. We don't know what to do. I'm more than happy with them being you know tag champions forever. As far as I'm concerned, they should just always have belts. As far as I'm concerned, but I mean, I I don't I don't know. I, it would be awesome. 
I mean, if you want to talk about Candice LeRae, give me Alexa Bliss and Candice LeRae as, you know, women's tag champions. I think that would be awesome. Give, I mean, give, me, give me Shotzi and Alexa Bliss. Yes, give that's fine Alexa. with Yes. Let's do that. Speaking of a little fantasy booking, I was listening to an interview with Karrion Cross today, and they asked him, you know, what two main roster people he'd want to face. So imagine this feud here. Carrying Cross and the Fiend Bray Wyatt. I've been talking about this for months. <laughs> it's all right there. It's gonna be. I mean, they've amazing. been trying to book that when like Alexa was with the Fiend, and then they were trying to do a mixed tag, you know, with Scarlet and Carrion versus them. I'm like, but they didn't do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to save all my fantasy booking to the to the next segment we talk about. But uh, let, let's just say. There's plenty of fantasy booking I could suggest in a minute. You're, you're in for a treat. But uh, just to draw straight back to your question there, Sarah, was you know who Adam Cole would face inside Hell in a Cell. I th- yeah, this is going to be a, a big, bold prediction. They should swap over the cages. I think we should get War Games in the main roster and uh, put Hell in a Cell down to NXT. I think it would hmm. certainly freshen things up. Beautiful. I like that. Wrestling. Hey, put War Games as the Survivor Series main gimmick and have Raw and SmackDown as a 4v4. That would certainly give that pay-per-view a new lease of life and uh, would uh, certainly change things up. Hey, even keep it as Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT, a good old-fashioned three-way War Games match. What's the Survivor Series you've been excited about in the last 10 years? I mean, except for the NXT involvement which oh, was 2016 cool. was the last best yeah. survivor series but but by no question but even then that was lesnar against goldberg i mean well no i mean 2019 was really great i, I sent to a friend of mine to get there yeah when, when you had the three brands i, I mean that was really yeah, when when three brands, that really helped but you know of Jinder Mahal against Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, which was a huge, huge disappointment. Um, I wanted um, to see the match. I just wanted to have Brock just destroy Jinder. <laughs> Shante! Shante! It would have been spectacular. Um, yeah, but, yes. in the last five, ten years, it's just been... Don't horrific. hinder gender, okay? <laughs> Don't hinder the gender. Do not hinder the gender. Anyways... Uh, so I'm going to read a statement to you guys. I'll get your reaction, and then I'll give you his response. Vince Russo to the WWE Hall of Fame. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, carry on. I mean, on, uh, no. That do you do you want? I don't want to hear Jim Cornette. Two-hour-long rant. Yeah, you do. You secretly oh, want to hear it. Like, like, you don't have to like him as a person to want to know what he has to say about Ooh, that's no, 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 no. I, Here's the best one. Here's the best one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Imagine this. Vince Russo and Jim Cornette, both in the, <laughs> in the same class. <laughs> they induct each other. They induct, they're inducting each other. Oh, fuck no. They're not going to do that. How are going to have a match. <laughs> Last man standing. No. Yeah, you you want to no. make you want to make Hell in a Cell interesting <laughs> again. Give me Jim Cornette versus Vince Russo. Hell in a Cell. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Hell, Hell but, in a Cell on a pole match. That's my fantasy but, booking. Okay, <laughs> let's let's Listen, even bring in Judy Bagwell. Let's make it a complete bonkers madness. But no, but all honesty, Vince Russo, like what he has done, like during the Attitude Era, I think helped WWE. So, I mean, kind of does deserve it because, like, he made I mean, them so much money. If we are going to talk about him versus Cornette, like, and which person should go in first, or, though, I mean, he was never on-air talent f- for WWE. So, Uh-oh. I mean... We just lost Sarah. Oh, she'll come back. <laughs> but, I mean, like, but think about it. Like, he was, like, Cornette was on-air talent, um, and Russo was not, but now we can't take Russo's... Um, you know, achievements like again, it's a it, it's a situation of you you might not like the person, but this is what they have to say, or this is what they have done, and you have to acknowledge it. Uh, not in the Roman Reigns sense, but you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I I uh, I'd rather see Cornette go in first. I feel feel weird saying that. 
But remember, he Vince Russo was uh, on-screen talent in WCW. And that's fantastic. And we could put him in the WCW Hall of Fame if you like. <laughs> Uh-oh. There we go. No, we laughed, um, yeah, I, 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 like uh, point I was just going to come in with uh, Daniel was that Vince Russo made wrestling bonkers, and I, th- I think when whenever I watch a pay per view, certainly as a fan in the modern era, it's far too serious. You know, there's very sure. few characters that make wrestling fun. Now, the Fiend is 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 amazing. Dexter Loomis is amazing like cameron grimes is just like it's it's genuine fun you know they don't have to worry about their moveset or you know their potential about you know whether they can go for the nxt title or or, or go for the main roster it's it's just about being entertainment and there are so few entertaining characters that have entertaining storylines and you know vince russo as as much as he is a, a saint and a villain within the wrestling community is still the maverick that gave us the attitude era, gave us Judy Bagwell a pole match, gave us the the, the spectacular crash of WCW in two thousand. Sure. I mean, it's 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 entertaining. I mean, you know, obviously, it's uh, I guess you guys earlier on were talking about the NWO with my connect, uh, connection dipped um, at Bastard Beach nineteen ninety six. Bash of the Beach 2000, Vince Russo <laughs> fired Hulk Hogan it's on the spot. I mean, it's it's beautiful madness. And, you know, I think if Vince Russo goes in the Hall of Fame, then Jim Jim Cornette has to induct him and vice versa. I think it's very <laughs> much a... Yeah, that, well, well, it's, it's very much a, a Eric Bischoff, Vince McMahon moment that there'll come a time in the future, hopefully in the next 10 or 15 years, where they'll go, you know what? Let's shake hands like men and let's you know, concede that what's done is done. Our hatred to one side, what our impact in the wrestling industry is there. You know, let's 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 leave bygones be bygones and uh, accept our Hall of Fame rings. Which right. is what we deserve. But yeah, you're Vince very Russo, hopeful today. I'm surprised. <laughs> booking for six months. Now you want Jim Cornette and Vince Russo <laughs> to shake hands? The, that I think hell will freeze over before Jim Cornette will shake his hand again. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say one thing. All right, if, if someone is going to play in, in, you know, the devil's advocate in this situation, is that you can argue also that. A, the Attitude Area was a team effort, and it wasn't all Russo, although he did have a lot to do with it. And B, like, wrestling was so hot at that time, and you look at a lot of the mid-card, you know, booking from Raw, especially, you know, in those, like, maybe third or fourth match of the night. Like, a lot of it is kind of crap, but but the characters are so good, and wrestling is so hot at the time that it – at certain points, it felt like you, you could have put anything out there and it, it would have happened. Um, now, now I think there's some, I don't, I think more of what you said is actually true, but I think the people um, that are going to argue against that, I think that's what they would say, um, amongst all the other negative things they would say about Vince Russo. But yeah, put him in there, let Corny induct him, and then they can have a match afterwards, Hell in the Cell on NXT. Do you guys want Vince Russo's response to him going to the WWE Hall of Fame? Don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. (laughs) So this was on the It's My House podcast. Uh, Vinny Renzo had to say this about it. He said, number one, I don't think they ever in a million years would reach out to me. That's number one because I have been way, way, way too outspoken concerning how I feel about the company and the product and certain people there. So that's number one, they would never come calling. Number two, I would have absolutely no interest. I would say thank you, but no thank you. I don't need to be validated by Vince McMahon to consider my life worthy. I need to be validated by my wife, my dad, my kids, and by my friends. That's when I need validation from not Vince McMahon. You got to give him credit for okay. always working. But, but number one has nothing to do with that. You know how many people hated Vince McMahon? But then they return to the company. Case in point, Bret Hart. <laughs> I, that, number two, that's more. That makes more sense. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Like he would, he could decline it every single year, you know, if they ever ask him. So whatever, but and being can come back, he can shut the fuck up. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. You know, case in point. Exactly. Anyways, but. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Last one. Uh, so last two bits. Uh, these two are good news. Uh, Dana Brooke has announced on Instagram that she is getting married. Uh, she said yes to her boyfriend, now fiance, Ulysses Diaz, who is a professional boxer who lives down in Miami. So congratulations mm-hmm. to her. Hey. I'm, I'm sorry. And any wrestler who gets engaged, you just go full on macho man and go, Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get married. Oh, we're gonna have the biggest the cream with the crap. Oh yeah, miss that's like genuinely yeah. I, as an engaged man myself, I want to be full on macho man, miss like that that is the that is the limit of, of wrestling weddings. And then just somebody gives you a snake as, as a uh, wedding present. That's uh, that's, that's the, how that's how it goes. I missed that opportunity when I got engaged because I should have just spent the, the entire day walking around going. <laughs> <laughs> and the last little bit here, what where we will end with, uh, two wrestling stars have announced they will be getting married on New Year's Eve this coming year. Matt Cardona mm-hmm. and Chelsea Green announced the rescheduled wedding date. They were supposed to get married last year on New Year's Eve, but with all the COVID restrictions still in place, they were not they postponed it. So yeah. it would be two years when they got engaged. Yeah. I believe so. Well, as yeah, a person that got engaged and they had to move their wedding, I fully understand that. And not to mention they both lost their jobs. Like I mean, it, it like Oh, she got so salty. Crazier time. Listen, Chelsea got so salty though. Did you like? Did you hear her recent podcast? She's like, he has every right to be salty. (laughs) She's like, I went from the main event of Impact, and WWE doesn't even know how to use me. (laughs) Which she makes a point. I, I mean, talking about wrestling tropes, I mean, you either can go for a matcha man wedding or a, a good old fashioned heel turn at a wedding. Just have the priest completely deck you or, you know, choke slam you on the wedding day or just have a 24 seven title change in the middle of the ceremony. Why not? Let's let's have some just real shithouse ma- you know, madness. We're talking about Vince Russo. Have Vince Russo show up for no apparent reason just to whack you with a steel chair and have a bride on a pole match with a you know a viagra on a pole as well you know what what why not that's the best way to celebrate your day well i hope that james mitchell officiates the way <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean who else would you get who else would you get that's it i mean there's there's no better there's no better option well you've seen bce you know vicky guerrero or ryzen maybe <laughs> yeah, I would. I would accept Ryzen. If I could, you know what? I will accept Ryzen on the main roster if you pair him with James Mitchell because I would laugh <laughs> really, really hard. I would be cool with that. Have a Mikey Whipwreck appearance for fuck's sake. I mean, like you know, you know, just just one night. It would be great. Here's here's a here's a great question: Is James Mitchell the greatest manager to never have been in the WWE? Hmm. Now he's great in TNA. We could history. do a whole episode about that. Um, we'll probably just have to save that for later, maybe. Save <laughs> that for a weekend discussion show or something. Yeah, there you go. You got me thinking now, Luke. That's really good. Yeah. Really good so th- there you go. Like, think about it, and then maybe we'll discuss it later on, and then we'll have a good conversation about that. My first answer is to say yes. Um. Man, that's really good. I mean, would you consider Beulah to be a manager, or was she more of a talent? She was. A, they were considered as a valet, though, right? Because I mean, like, she, she was. She's technically a valet. Oh man, that's really great. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna think about this for a long time. Ooh, there you go. I got. I got one to possibly debate that. Hmm. JJ Dillon. Oh, 
Whoa. Oh, the, the greatest manager that started, yeah. Well. Well, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, no, no, that's true, yeah. Let's end that there, and we'll save that for a live discussion show at some point. Yeah. All right. So don't forget to check us out on BuckleBombEntertainment.com. Find us on Twitter at BuckleBombENT. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Of course, you can find us on all your podcast sites, Apple, Spotify, not part of the Blue Wire Hustle Network. Um, find us on Instagram and, of course, Facebook on the page. And we now have the BuckleBomb Entertainment Group. Find us there. Chat with us, whatever you like. Daniel, where can they find you? DMC Grizzle, all the good stuff. Uh, you catch me here in a couple of weeks with Gary Joe on All Elite Talk. Uh, Sarah was on there uh, recently. Go check out mm-hmm. that episode. And I can't remember. I think it's next next Friday that we're doing it. So, nice. Uh, or maybe yes. two Fridays from now. But anyway, check that out. Well, I'll let you know on the next podcast. Yes. And you can find me at Orly1985 underscore BBE. That's O-R-L-L-I-E-1985 underscore BBE. Go ahead and give me a follow because I'm going to the AEW show in Miami. So I'll probably take over the Buckle Bomb ENT Twitter handle to show mm-hmm. some pictures. And like tweet what's going on? Yeah, of course. Can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> By the way, that's July 25th. All Elite Talk, Gay Jeff. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, have a great night, everyone. Bye. Mm-hmm.